on the Mishnah on the Daf Kufmim Gimel uh, 143. Uh, the Mishnah goes as follows. What happens when you finished eating uh, and you have a lot of bones uh, from your meat or chicken or whatever and you've got shells from nuts and things like that. Uh, it's on the Shabbos table. He says you can take it off. Um, you can take it off uh, with your with your hand. Uh, you said you could take it off the table. Obviously it means with your hand. Uh, you shouldn't really touch it with your hands. It is mukta, uh, and you take the whole tavla kula, the whole tabletop, uh, really off the in the Talmudic times they used to serve dinner on small little tables. So really, the the tabletop was really not a big thing to take off. He said you'd have to take it off the whole thing and and shake off uh, the bones and the seeds, uh, the shells. Sorry, uh, but you shouldn't actually lift them with your uh, hands himself. Uh, you know, uh, you should take it off, uh, shake it off. Uh, that's what you should do he says you shouldn't lift off uh, these shells and bones and pips and things like that uh, because they are muksa. Uh, the next part of the Mishnah says uh, you can clear off crumbs on off the table uh, even though uh, they are smaller than a kazite uh, normally you would say that these aren't eaten by humans and therefore uh, they might be considered animal food uh, and therefore they might be muktzah. Uh, but we say that you can actually do it. Similarly, uh, uh, it, it says, afunim uh, um, and, uh, and, and, and peas and lentil pods. Uh, yeah, you can clear them off, uh, even though generally people don't eat them. Uh, because these things... The, the, the crumbs and these pods are for, from peas and lentils are for fit for animals. Animals can eat it. Third part of the Mishnah, Svog, a sponge. or uh, If it has got a leather handle, that's what they used to make sponges in those days. They used to uh, have a leather handle on it. Uh, then, um, uh, you can wipe the table with it. Uh, if it says him love, uh, if you're just holding the sponge directly, uh, is a problem. Uh, that would be an issue because you'd be end up squeezing out uh, the uh, any liquids that is contained. And we will see uh, in the second Amud over here as well. Also talks about this. Uh, in, uh, you know, talks about squeezing. Uh, it has mentioned it here as well, even though that is a new peric. The rabbi say, In terms of a, a dry sponge, we're talking here. Uh, you can uh, pick it up on Shabbat, and uh, it says, It is not defined as me which obviously got nothing really to do uh, with uh, with Shabbat, uh, but it's just one of the rabbinical things that uh, that, that we mention uh, just by the by once we're discussing the sponge. I'm uh, Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says, "Anu ein lanu ella by Chama Kerabi Huda by Tilal Rabbi Shimon." Really, what uh, what we have here, he says, uh, that we have to swap over the opinions because actually, uh, the way our Mishnah reads, by uh, Chama allows you to do things directly with your hands, uh, and by Tilal uh, seems to be saying you shouldn't touch these bones and peels uh, with your hands, what you should do rather is take the whole tabletop off. And therefore he is uncharacteristically 
uh, more stringent uh, than Beit Shammai. Beit Shammai is uncharacteristically lenient in this instance. So that's what Rav Nachman says. Uh, no, what you should do is uh, swap them around uh, and say that Beit Shammai is being stringent and Beit Hillel is being lenient, which is in perfect concordance with uh, the, the general attitude towards things and their, and their rulings in previous cases. Um, and this is also uh, it, uh, something that is backed up uh, because there's a Mishnah in Eriot uh, which talks about uh, the stringencies of Beit Hillel uh, and, uh, and, and, and the leniencies of Beit Shammai. And uh, in, this Mishnah, in that Mishnah over there, which lists all of those things, uh, this is not one of the cases. So therefore, it does make perfect sense, says Rav Nachman, to swap these two opinions around to say that Beit Shammai uh, says that you, you're not allowed to... Uh, touch these things with your hands you should pick up the whole tabletop uh, but Beit Hillel would allow you to touch it with your hands Okay, you can clear the table of crumbs this supports what Rabbi Yochanan says in terms of these crumbs that are less than a kazayat size you're not allowed to destroy them with your hand really what there is another version of this that says you are allowed to uh, destroy them with your hand because they are so small uh, you don't have to you know that that's uh, so small so that's like insignificant uh, etc uh, and uh, even though you know even even if you hold uh, that opinion that you are allowed to throw them away the best thing is not to throw them away in a degrading manner Okay, uh, again, we quote the Mishnah, uh, these uh, pea uh, pods and lentil pods as well, you can take them off the uh, table on Shabbat. Money, who does this go like? Rabbi Shimon, he uh, goes like Rabbi Shimon, because as we've seen uh, plenty times, uh, Rabbi Shimon has got a much more lenient view of Mukta. Uh, and uh, that's it, uh, the late Lai Mukta, he does not hold uh, of a strict type of muksa. Obviously he holds of, of certain types of muksa, uh, but he is lenient with a whole lot of other things. Okay, uh, but now that uh, if we say the middle part over here is uh, Rabbi Shimon, that doesn't make uh, a sense because of the following question. Amos Sefer, what about the last part of the Mishnah? Svog, Shlo, it says if the, the sponge, if it's got this leather handle, uh, you can wipe the table with it, assuming obviously it is um, you know, not going to squeeze any water out. Uh, you're holding it by the handle. It's like a soft uh, wipe. Vim love. However, if you are, uh, it has not got a handle, and you're holding the sponge directly, uh, you are going to push out the water. Uh, and that's why you're not allowed to do it. Atnan uh, Rabbi Huda, and this goes according to Rabbi Huda. Even something which you don't intend to do. What's your intention? Your intention is to clean the table. Your intention is not to squeeze the water out the sponge, uh, but still, it's a davar shainamit kaven. It's something that you it's something that you don't intend to do. So we know that Rabbi Shimon says that's fine. Uh, a davar shainamit kaven is, is permitted uh, in in the general sense. Uh, how come? And Rabbi Huda says it is forbidden. So we see that if we're forbidding it, it must be going like Rabbi Huda. But that doesn't gel with the second part of the statement, which we said goes like Rabbi Shimon. So how do we reconcile uh, one part going like Rabbi? Shimon and one part then going like Rabbi Huda. 
And the Gemara answers, Baha'i, Afidu Rabbi Shimon Mori. No, the whole Mishnah goes like Rabbi Shimon. In this last case, even Rabbi Shimon would agree. Because both Abai and Rav says said before, Mori, Rabbi Shimon, in terms of this is known as Psikrasha, it is definitely going to happen if you've got a saturated sponge, even if you just touch it, the water is going to come out. And therefore, you have squeezed it out on Shabbat. Uh, which is obviously a problem. So we can we can say that the whole thing really then is Rabbi Shimon. Okay, uh, moving on. Hani Karain Garinan the Tamre Aramatia Sharu Le Tutilinu. Right, uh, these pits, these pips of Aramean dates, uh, are generally kind of animal food. Uh, you can move them. Uh, it says because oil the hazan agaviman because that uh, you can you can. Um, uh, you know, you you said that you were going to feed them to the animals, so therefore it's permitted to move them, even though uh, you can move the dates themselves and also uh, the pips as well. Uh, and uh, and therefore, you know, the, the dates themselves are fine and the pips you could move afterwards, even though maybe the, either the animals greet them, we have seen before that they used to use uh, date pips as fuel for the fire. But uh, so, you know, in terms of this, maybe the animals uh, would, would have to eat them uh, because we've got no... Uh, Shabbat use. Okay, um, uh, and Shmuel, uh, sorry, Pasat Yatza Asur, these these pips of uh, these Persian dates, which is a much more high quality date uh, and, uh, and and much more for humans, uh, those pips are also. Um, th- those pips are not allowed to be uh, you moved uh, because of the fact uh, that they have not the, the owner uh, had his mind on the dates. He didn't have his mind on the pips. So he, the owner, is eating the dates, and the rest uh, it's for animal food. And as um, we saw, uh, if something is for animal food, generally uh, we we say that uh, it is not allowed. Uh, the, the the peas and stuff like that were allowed, uh, but generally uh, this opinion is holding that animal food uh, is not allowed. Okay, uh, continuing. Shmuel matate lehu agav rifta. Shmuel would would move them along uh, with a piece of bread. Okay, uh, the the idea would would be is that uh, you know you you carry uh, you know in, in in terms of it he would just you know use uh, the the. Um, the bread as a kind of base, and you did put these these pips on, and really be carrying the bread. Uh, it really, um, you know, d- doesn't uh, become something uh, a basis litavar mukta, which is what we had yesterday, uh, because of the fact that uh, you 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 would need to have intention to leave it on there for the whole of Shabbat. Yeah, it's just something that just came into being uh, while you were eating. Uh, you didn't even really have any. Uh, you know, intention about anything over here as well, and therefore you had no intention of leaving it there the whole of Shabbat, uh, and uh, and that's it. And it's now considered uh, totally insignificant and uh, mavatal and nullified, really, in terms of the bread as well. So that's you know you can't say that they got significance when it comes to something so important like bread. So that's what uh, Shmuel did, uh, and now uh, we have Shin Reish Nun Mem Shin Pei Zayin Siman. We have the the following uh, letters that all simanim. Uh, it's the the following rabbis. Uh, all of the rabbis uh, that we had. The first one we already had in terms of Shmuel. That was the the shin. 
Okay, and we say Shmuel Latama Shmuel goes according to his reasoning. Adam Shmuel also Adam You can use bread for all of your needs. Uh, if you need bread, uh, you are allowed to use it. Is not defined as a disgrace, uh, and uh, as long as it doesn't get ruined, uh, that is the halacha. Uh, you would be allowed to use bread uh, for that, even though you might think it's uh, it's, it's degrading uh, to the bread to use it as a uh, a, a carrying uh, item for uh, pips. Uh, of these dates. Alright, so that is Shmuel's. Uh, now, Rava, Tatalu, Agav, Lakana, Rav would move them along with some uh, a jug of water. Lakana, uh, Demaya, Rav Huna, Brayda, Rav Yoshua, Avid, Lu, Kagraf, Shari. He would take them off. He'd say, listen, uh, he'd, he'd, he'd kind of collect all these uh, date pips and then move them uh, because then they started becoming disgusting. Kagraf, Shari is a type of, um, like a, um, uh, almost like a potty, uh, and therefore is allowed to be moved. That doesn't become muksa because it is uh, because of kavod habriot, uh, the honor given to humankind, uh, and therefore this this graf shari he made them he turned into graf shari. Amalei uh, Rav Ashi Lamaimar Rav Ashi says to Amaimar about that uh, he says v'hi osin graf shari lechatchila are you allowed to do this lechatchila uh, if something happens and you catch this excrement or whatever. In this uh, in this party, well then that's fine. But if you're allowed to create it uh, initially, uh, so that doesn't uh, you know make any sense uh, in terms of that. So it's not a question that is answered or pursued anymore. We just continue with the other rabbis and the way they deal with things, as per the siman. Rav Sheshit, Rav Sheshit would uh, spit these uh, pips out once they're on his tongue. He'd eaten the dates. Um, He'd spit them out uh, with his uh, with his tongue, so that it's not you wouldn't have to touch them again. Rav Papa Zariklu Acharai Hamita. Rav Papa would throw them uh, behind the bed uh, that he was sitting on while he was eating. He didn't want to move them, uh, in you know, uh, physically more than that. So he just used to just you know kind of drop them off the side of his bed. Amr Alav Rabbi Zachary ben Avkulus. Says Haya Machzir Panav Acharai Hamita Vazorkan. They said about Rabbi. Uh, that he would turn his face uh, to the back of the bed that he was sitting on and uh, and throw them out there. Okay, uh, which sounds fairly innocuous, but uh, this is only the second time that uh, Rabbi Sakhari ben Afkulus is actually mentioned in the Gemara. Uh, the other time is uh, the famous uh, Torah, uh, the famous stories uh, in re- related in Gittin of uh, Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Uh, and uh, the whole story over there unfolds and uh, this, uh, this, this guy, Kamsa, starts um, going to the, uh, the Roman authorities uh, and um, and starts, uh, you know, informing on the Jews, and uh, the Jews say, "Listen, uh, let's kill him." Uh, you know, the, this this guy is causing troubles. He's a rodev, uh, and he, he brought uh, one of the tricks he did was to bring an animal, and he, he made a mum on it. And uh, Rav Zakaria ben Avkulus uh, said, "Like, no, 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 we don't want to um, offer." People will say that we we'll offer an animal with a mum uh, that will lead to you know a mistake in the thing. But in the end, uh, the, the the slander got to the Caesar. Caesar got very upset. So actually he's blamed 
for the uh, the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash. That's the Gemara in Gittin, and I've got a fascinating article uh, that I read by Rav Ari Khan, uh, which talks about um, the connection between this Gemara, uh, where he seems also to be not taking a stance. He doesn't follow Beit Shammai. He doesn't follow Beit Hillel. He seems to be uh, doing his own thing uh, over here. So, and 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 why that would be fascinating article. Please uh, contact me. Uh, if you'd if you'd like to have a look at it, very well worthwhile article, uh, quite a long one uh, in terms of of that. That's why I can't give really a summary uh, of it here, but uh, it's an excellent article. All right, Hadran Rach Notel Adam Et Beno. We have finished the very short chapter, just one and a half daf uh, worth of uh, of of uh, this chapter. We move on. Uh, that's the end of chapter twenty one. We move on to chapter twenty two. Uh, so chapter 22 uh, carries on uh, with uh, um, with with uh, squeezing, uh, which we had mentioned um, a little bit before in terms of the sponge. Chavit she nishpera matzilin hemena mazon shloshedot. If you have a barrel of wine or oil that breaks on Shabbat, uh, you can save. Uh, food from it enough for three meals, which is something that we had uh, discussed in terms of a fire. Uh, you also be allowed to save three meals worth uh, for on on a fire. We had Rav Chitka uh, saying four meals is uh, you know, on Shabbat. Everyone else said three. Um, and you can actually say to other people in terms of this broken barrel, come along and save for yourselves. In other words, so at least uh, other people are getting benefit from it. Uh, you may have to do a cheshbon with them after Shabbat uh, if you don't want to just give it to them. So they might have to pay you for that, but that they did. Virtually all the important point of what the Mishnah qualifies that it says you're not allowed to soak it up. You might think you could get a very absorbent uh, sponge and put the sponge down. It would soak up all the wine all the oil, and then after Shabbat you would come and squeeze it out the sponge and the hey presto, you would have your wine back. We say no, that is not uh, the case, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. And uh, now the Mishnah says you're not allowed to squeeze fruit on Shabbat uh, in order to extract these uh, um, the mashkin, the liquid from them. Vimatsu ma'atzman asurin. And if even if the, the the you had some fruit, let's say in a bowl or something like that, uh, you you wouldn't be allowed uh, to uh, use that. Uh, the, the the juice uh, got squeezed out of it by itself. You didn't do any action. It is still asur, seemingly. That uh, you know the reason would be because otherwise people would would uh, uh, do things that that uh, the, the the stuff would get squeezed out, uh, you know, kind of on purpose on Shabbat. However, Rabbi Yehuda, man, Rabbi Yehuda qualifies. He says, listen, hold on. Im <clears throat> He says you got to look at what the fruits are used for. If they are fruits to eat, I'd say mahin mutar. The the drink, the 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 juice that comes out of it is mutar. Vim lemashkin. If the um, if the fruits were meant to be squeezed, the type of uh, fruits that are made for squeezing purposes, oh, it's a man, asso, anything that comes out is asso, because uh, people won't say, so, oh, this guy, you know, wanted uh, this kind of juice, squeezed out the fruits, he wants that to eat, uh, and, and therefore this is, you know, a juice, so surely it's, they, they would get confused, they wouldn't know that it came out on its own. Okay, uh, the next part of the Mishnah, uh, the case of honeycombs, uh, and the Erev Shabbat, you, you kind of crush them on 
Erev Shabbat, Yotze, Matzman, and the honey comes out um, on its own on Shabbat, Asurin, that is also Asur. We're going to see uh, this whole discussion, what type of uh, uh, Malacha uh, we are do- t- talking about here in terms of squeezing is the Malacha of Dash, i.e. threshing, uh, etc. So we are going to have that. Uh, so if you crush this honeycomb and you have this honey in the wax uh, coming out, you're not allowed to do it. And um, Rabbi Diazer, uh, in this instance, Matthew, he says it is fine to use. Okay, the Gomorrah picks up. Tana, lois fogbalain, you're not allowed to soak up wine, uh, lois, uh, you know, with a, with a sponge, uh, that's, you know, exactly as we said in our Mishnah. Uh, uh, you're not even allowed to collect oil in your hand. That would be a normal thing to do. Apparently, you would, uh, you know, have all the oil uh, caught on your hands. You would catch catch the oil in your hands, and then I don't know, maybe anoint yourself with it, uh, or put it back uh, wherever you had to put it back, etc. So that was a normal way of doing things. You don't want to do things what's known as ubdin duchol on Shabbat. Tanur Banan, a brata, uh, was taught nispar. Law, uh, law, what happens your fruit gets uh, scattered out in the courtyard, you know, the basket falls over. Uh, you can pick it up, uh, you know, from a hand to hand, a little bit at a time, and you can also, you'd have to eat them uh, as, as part of uh, this rescue process. Uh, but you can't put them into a basket or a box. Uh, it's also because that is something that you do on a weekday. Uh, just, you know, normally, you know, we might trigger in your head when we talk about collecting fruit. Uh, that's known as ma'amer, uh, you know, uh, gathering uh, and, uh, and um, bring it to a certain place. So therefore, uh, you know, why isn't this ma'amer? We say, no, well, actually, it's not from the place it grew. A number of different answers. One of them is it's not from the place it grew. Uh, also, there's no ma'amer after ma'amer. If it was really collected and then spilled out, uh, there's no issue of uh, recollecting it, as it were. Okay, moving on though. Ein sochatin et aperot. You're not allowed to squeeze fruit on Shabbat. And uh, we said uh, even that liquid that comes out of the fruit um, uh, is uh, is no good. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Modaya of Yehuda, lachachamim bezaitim anavim. Right? Uh, he says, Rabbi Yehuda said that Shmuel says, Rabbi Yehuda agrees uh, to the rabbis with zaitim and anavim. Okay, with uh, olives and grapes. Those are considered to be exceptionally uh, significant uh, in terms of their um, uh, their, their squeezability uh, because after all uh, great olives are used to make olive oil which is considered to be very superior and obviously grapes are used to make wine so they specifically kept uh, and, and and very commonly used in terms of squeezing and therefore uh, a total forbidden thing to squeeze out on uh, on um, on, uh, on 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 Shabbat. My time. What is reason? Kavan the uh, list ninu yayev date. Therefore, because they generally are used for squeezing, that is what uh, they are designated for. Uh, therefore, you had you know in the in the asset uh, your mind. 
was uh, uh, that they would be used for that. So even if you would use it for eating, uh, but but really, uh, if you if you squeeze it out, uh, you you know that would be forbidden. Ula Amarav, Ula Amarav says, and Chalu Kaya Rabbi Yehuda Af Bezaitim Vanavim. Rabbi Yehuda also agreed in terms of olives and grapes. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Halacha Rabbi Yehuda Bashar Peirot. The halacha goes like Rabbi Yehuda with other. Um, uh, other other fruits. Uh, and uh, he says, listen, with other fruits, i.e., uh, seemingly uh, non anything non olives and grapes. That seems to be the simple view, but we'll we'll, we'll adapt. Uh, we'll amend that uh, shortly. Uh, but he says that uh, is like uh, with that with other fruits which are not usually uh, squeezed. Halach is not like Rabbi Huda in terms of um, uh, olives and grapes. Okay, that's the one version. Uh, but Rabbi says that Rabbi Huda said that Shmuel said, uh, Rabbi Huda agrees to the rabbis with olives and grapes. And the rabbis would agree to Rabbi Huda uh, with other fruit. Amalai uh Rabbi Yirmiya Le Rabbi Abba, so Rabbi Yirmiya says to Rabbi Abba, uh, he says if everyone's agreeing with everyone, Ella Bamaya Pligi, so then what what are they arguing about? So Amalai uh, he says, uh, go out and find it. He didn't give him the answer. He wanted him to go uh, find it himself. Uh, and his answer is, uh, the argument is actually uh, mulberries and pomegranates. Uh, it's kind of in between olives and grapes, which are always uh, going to be squeezed, and other fruits, which are generally not being squeezed. Uh, these uh, um, mulberries and pomegranates, you sometimes have uh, you know, you often in those times, in the times of the Gemara, uh, you would have mulberry juice and pomegranate juice, uh, etc. So, you know, it, uh, that's the, uh, they were sometimes squeezed, but sometimes eaten normally. So uh, today, uh, you have things changed uh, in terms of it. Uh, what uh, uh, is everything else? It just, is it still just grapes and olives that are just are squeezed? But, you know, we know that almost anything that you, um, get as a fruit uh, all the way through from cranberries to, to oranges etc even carrots uh, you are able to squeeze into a juice so you know maybe this would, would be different uh, these days but uh, you know that's uh, something to uh, to be discussed okay uh, but we're going to see um, as we uh, as we carry on, um, you know, the Tanya, Zaitim, Shemashach, Mahin, Shemin. So actually, maybe before we go there, we can say there are actually uh, three um, uh, things that, uh, the three categories, really, of uh, of these things. There's uh, uh, Zaitim and Anavim, these grapes and olives. Uh, that is Dorata, forbidden from squeezing uh, the, the strawberries, uh, the, the, sorry, the mulberries and the um, pomegranates, uh, we say is, is the kind of intermediate category, rabbinically, uh, not allowed to squeeze. And then uh, we have the last category, which we say would be permitted to squeeze. That would be the three real categories of it. However, um, we aren't really done with the sugya. It's still going to continue tomorrow. So let's not uh, rush to any um, you know, early conclusions over here. We're just kind of setting the scene in terms of it. 
in any case, um, we we still continuing, and we say Vatanya, Datanya, as we learned in Ebrata, Zaitim Shemashach Mehin Shemen. What happens if you squeezed uh, oil out of these olives? Vanavim Shemashach Mehin Yan, and you've squeezed the wine or grape juice out of these uh, grapes. Uh, it was all talking about before Shabbat. Hignisan Bein Ochel Bein Namashkin, and you bring them in your house, whether you want them as food, whether you want them as liquids. Asher, that anything that, that, that comes out on its own uh, on Shabbat is not allowed to be done because people are going to say, oh, if you're allowed to squeeze this on Shabbos, they're not going to know how it came about. Uh, therefore, they're going to take the law into their own hands and squeeze it, which would be problematic. Tutim, Shemashach Behem, mine, these uh, mulberries uh, or strawberries, uh, which out of them come water, which really means their juice. Vrimonim, and the pomegranate, Shemashach Behem, and then the, the, the wine, literally, it means the, the pomegranate juice has come out of these uh, pomegranates because uh, it's like sharp, like wine. Uh, the question is, with those ones, uh, if you bring them in uh, to eat, then uh, you'd be allowed to eat this uh, juice that comes out. If you brought it in to squeeze, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, if you, you know, and, and uh, you, if you brought it in to drink, and also for no particular purpose, the stam, anything that comes out is forbidden. Uh, that is all Rabbi Hood. Uh, whether you bring it in for f- food or drink, uh, what, you, what comes out of them is asr. Okay, so uh, you know this is not quite the end of the page, uh, but uh, it is a convenient stopping place, um, and uh, we will continue uh, with more about this tomorrow. Uh, everyone should have a great day. Uh,